0: What's happening, humans? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God, so that we all might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. Luke, Joel, how are you? Good, brother. How are you? I am exceptional, thank you. Excellent. It's a lovely day in uh, in May. Rads, rads. Yeah, welcome to uh, to this podcast.
1: Thank you. You're talking to me. You're talking to them.
0: Oh, uh, no, you. Okay, y- you specifically. That was
1: almost like one of those situations where you go to wave at somebody, mm. or you think someone's waving you. But wave <laughs> you at the are person turn around you, and you're like talking to the church. No, it's not me.
0: Yeah. Hey, before we move on. Yeah. I was thinking this morning when I was spending some time with my offspring. Yes. Um, about phrases that we as humans so often use, and we've just decided <laughs> to okay. all agree upon. Yes. Like you know how people always say oh don't kids just grow up so fast? Yeah. Like that's just like common vernacular. Yeah. I was sitting with Elijah going he's like 14 months old and he he can't even talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what do you mean they grow up so fast? Yeah. Yeah, he's been on earth for a, over a year. Yeah. He's still crawling.
1: Mate, look at a uh, giraffe. They come out walking.
0: Yeah. We, humans, babies, kids grow up so slow. They take forever. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand where that's coming from. And oh. and then um, Mother's Day just recently, yeah. your wife messaged my wife yeah. in a group that we're all in. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and said something nice. Well,
1: because she likes your wife. That's why she messaged her.
0: Oh, yeah, but sorry. <laughs> I was going to, why was it it's in a group? But anyway. Um, So she's a cannibal Yeah (laughs) Yeah, Flirting (laughs) Yeah
1: (laughs) Your wife's pretty cool
0: (laughs) Yeah Uh, And she said At the end of that You're a dynamite mum Yeah And it made me think Like Like (laughs) dynamite (laughs) In the sense of like clearing cliffs for roads (laughs) or like dynamites in like can wreck havoc at a bank heist like (laughs) positive or well what are we saying i'm
1: thinking wile coyote with that you know like exactly yeah
0: (coughs) yeah. but we've just all agreed that that means a good thing what
1: does yeah where does that come from are they explosive as in they're really aggressive
0: yeah you're (laughs) a dynamite like yeah
1: just tick you off and trigger you and you're going to explode explode
0: yeah, maybe. Was she throwing throwing shade at my wife? I can't confirm or deny this. I think okay. she just
1: had to get it on record. That's why she did it in the group.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on the time one as well, Yeah, you know how people always say like, oh man, this year has just gone gone so fast. Yeah, it's just flown by. Yeah. Do you agree with that? What? Oh, so think about this year. We're in right. May. Yeah. What do you feel about this year?
1: Oh, it's just flown by.
0: Like, yeah, how we all say that, <laughs> we right? We say it all the time. I've got a theory on this.
1: Okay, go on then.
0: I think if you think of one specific event. Yeah. So think of an event that happened like late last year or um or early this year. Yes. All right. So here's one. So the Christmas carols event that we held for church. Yes. That was December last year. Yeah. How long ago does that feel? If you just pinpoint that event and look back. Yeah, it feels ages ago. Ages ago, right. Yeah. But when we think of things as a whole, <laughs> yeah. so we think about 2021, we yeah. go, man, it's flown by. We're in May already. Yeah. But you find something right at the start of that, yeah. and it's the total opposite effect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's got, I reckon our brains, this is totally based <laughs> yeah, on scientists. nothing. Professor, Professor Joel's Professor, talking Dr. here. Dr. Joel's here.
1: Yeah, doctor, go on, Dr. Carl.
0: Our brains must when we um combine things into collective forms, yes. we, we brush over them. Yeah. And therefore we can say twenty twenty one's gone so fast. But when we individualise aspects of our lives and you pinpoint it, it's the the opposite effect.
1: Yeah. But I would say so I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Yeah. I would say that um when you were a kid, time goes so slow. Yes. Yes. The older you get, everyone always says, the older you get, time goes faster and faster. Mm. But do you know what I reckon it is? It's because there is always something that you're looking forward to. Mm. So as, as as I'm older, right? Yeah. I am constantly, constantly putting things in the diary. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like tonight I've got Fat Dad Running Club, mm. right? Yeah.
0: And then... Um, Shout out for those who heard last week's yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. check
1: us out at fdrc.com.
0: But don't actually, <laughs> just, just in case.
1: Just in case it's dodgy. But but um, I will... i am always got something coming up, so I'm always looking forward to something. Sure. Whereas when you're a kid, right, what are you looking forward to? Uh, school holidays, mm. your birthday, mm. Easter, mm. Christmas... Sure. That's it. That's all you're looking forward to. You have no idea what's going on. So that's why time feels like it's dragging on because you're like, oh, when's Christmas already? And it's like January 1.
0: Can I counter-argument this? Please. I think it's the opposite. Why? I think time goes slower when you're a kid. And I feel like I've read this on um, some BuzzFeed article just under oh, the cold good. showers one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've proven <laughs> to you that so anyway, going, you're
1: triggering um, yeah, I'm absolutely dynamite. The time
0: goes slower when you're a <laughs> dynamite. When you're a kid, because everything is new to you. So our brains, because we're experiencing a high level of cognition as we're trying to explore and discover the world, time goes slower. Whereas now, as we're growing up, we are doing normal things in normal patterns with normal routines and therefore it becomes like a flattening effect of time and it just seems to flow on by.
1: Right. Yeah, but I would also say that I went on a holiday to a place that I've never been before and it came real quick.
0: As in the holiday came up real quick.
1: Yeah. Because I had a billion things in between there and that time that happened. So maybe, what, but ra- no, 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 rather than no, you just being no, aggressive no, no, and no, trying no, no, to argue no, no, with me, maybe it's both. Yeah, it's both. I think we agree that
0: it's both. <laughs> well, no, but think Let's about get a phone that. poll, yes? Because yeah. wouldn't you agree that Christmas comes slow as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, because you're want- wanting that to happen. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. You're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, but isn't that the same with the holiday, where you just said it came really quick? It did. Well, but no, 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 we're saying it comes really slow.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying that my <laughs> life, do you know what happens here? This is, this is just an insight into what happens in our Joel stops listening when he stops talking. <laughs> 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 That's, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, hang on, but you just said <laughs> two things that are counterintuitive. No, I'm not, because what I'm saying is, is that like if it was based on the premise that something is new, yep. like, so when things are new, sure. it feels like it's taking longer to get to it. Right, because that's like a peak you're looking forward to. Yeah, as your BuzzFeed article written by Joel Loman says. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm saying I'm countering that saying that the reason why I think time goes so fast is because I'm I I have something that I'm looking forward to every single day. There's always something planned that I'm looking forward to, so therefore my time goes quicker. Right. And so therefore, like when I've got a holiday that I'm really looking forward to in a new place or the new thing that I'm, oh, that's going to be awesome. Mm. Came up so quick because oh, so it's you're so saying The holidays
0: things. you as an adult. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we are agreeing then. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: frustrating for everybody listening! To this. Everyone's like, "You guys are idiots. Yeah. Why do you listen to this podcast?"
0: Yeah. Th- yeah. Actually, answer us.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> call us calls on one nine hundred. First step.
0: FDS. FDRC. One. Yeah. Dot com. Anyway, yeah, great, yeah,
1: good. yeah, now good point. John. So That's this is why I challenge
0: people because people will say that, and I'll go, "Oh, so what's something you did at the start of the year?" Yeah, and they'll think of something. I will go, "Okay, so how long ago does that feel?" And you, when you stop and think about it, you go, "Wow, that feels like a millennia ago." Mm. And so I think that as a castaway statement is a joke.
1: I think that you, as always, are overthinking things <laughs> yeah. and just need to lighten up on the world, mate. Give us all just. Get so
0: can I? Here's a lighter one that I spent far too long thinking about the other day. Yeah. If grapefruit <laughs> exists, can you call grapes fruit?
1: That's a very good point.
0: Mm. I'd say it's a berry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Well, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Just if grapefruits exist, can you call grapes for fruit?
1: I think that's a good question, and I want answers ASAP.
0: ASAP. Well, speaking of contacting the podcast, yes. you had something that a, a promise you finally wanted to f- satisfy.
1: Look, we at the beginning of this season, we promised that we'd have great guests. We'd promise that we have great giveaways. We've given guests. Yeah, we've given loads of guests, and we've got more coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, people. Does two count as a load in this uh, in yeah. this podcast? It's
1: twice <laughs> as many as last season. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we've doubled our guests. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so now we've got giveaways, ladies and gentlemen. The first step, season two giveaway, is this. First of all, to get this great gift, this great great prize, is that you have to send us mm. a question. It has to be a good question.
0: Oh, who's judging that me okay fine yep. yeah good
1: and then your name will go on a hat and we'll draw you live on the show like what we did last time it sounds won't be good. rigged yeah now Joel the question <laughs> so is so that sounds
0: to imply that we did rig it last time <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah I like yeah. last time it won't be rigged <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> like last time yeah the more questions you send the more chance your name goes. More names in. in the hat, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you give us a shout out, we won't see it. So don't bother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> neither of us are on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, well, yeah. hardly ever anyway. Yeah. So, so how do people contact us, Luke?
1: I, I don't know, by sparrow? <laughs> like send us a pigeon or something like that? email the church
0: <laughs> Yeah, so you can email us at, you actually don't know this is funny about this just go to our website that's the easiest way gospellife.com.au you can yes. find instagram links facebook links oh wow and uh, and there's even an email info at gospellife.com.au
1: yeah or you can yeah just send me a text message
0: <laughs> do you want to read out your number and put your house address on it yeah
1: well? hey Hey, can you just write down your number and just send it to me? I just want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can do that through all the different ways. I would say your best bet is to do it through our Instagram. We will check that, the Gospel Life Instagram. We get those messages or ours privately. I jump on mine once every four or five, six weeks. Now, the cutoff to this, yeah. when are we doing this?
0: Well, I don't know. This is your giveaway, mate. You do- we, will,
1: we will draw this prize in episode 40. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what have, did you mention the prizes?
1: No, well, I'm just I'm just building are up to s- it. Oh, sure,
0: I did. It. I couldn't remember if I forgot listening or not. <laughs> so, I was like, wait, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so okay. the prize, okay. Carry the up, prizes are up. okay.
1: This is the prize: a twirl. It may even be king size. Oh, uh, an excellent book by our good friend, and I can say she's a good friend because we were both on a Zoom call with this person the other week.
0: Yeah, personal Zoom call.
1: Personal Zoom call uh, with our friend Jen Wilkin. <laughs> Ten words to live by. Absolute banger of a book. My mother in law finished it in two nights. Oh, she loved it. And my wife is loving this book. Um, anyone can read it, it's really good. 10 Ways to Live By.
0: Shout out to mother in laws.
1: And (laughs) this is my (laughs) personal favorite, and I haven't given much thought to this, but this will be really good. (laughs) Look at me like this. Uh, a custom made first step theology t shirt. Really? Yeah,
0: have you got (laughs) custom made shirts ready?
1: I'm just gonna get a texture on a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that.
1: Yeah. And we will put a quote on there. You can request the first step of your we'll request post the quote, Yeah. And
0: we can literally get anything printed on a t-shirt. That's how high tech we are. Yeah,
1: that's our high tech we are. And it'll be really artistic. Yeah. Like Jackson Pollock. You'll you know. If you know, you'll know. Okay. It'd be just Jackson Pollock star. So it's cultured good. people out there. So the giveaway. Send in a question. We'll deem whether the question's any good. We'll put your name in a hat. It'll be drawn live on episode number 40. So we're in episode 37. So you've only got three episodes, people. It's not
0: long. Mm, mm.
1: Ask your questions.
0: This might be a planning issue on our part. But wasn't there another book that you were going to throw in there?
1: Another giveaway, (laughs) (laughs) baby!
0: I thought there was two books.
1: There might be another one that we'll throw in there for free.
0: Um, for free, for the free giveaway. Yeah. Sounds
1: good. All right, Because I've got to earn it by questions.
0: Oh, sure. So that's there's one book and a potential of a mystery book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, glad we had a planning meeting before this podcast.
1: <laughs> you don't let me organize things. I don't know why you let me organize things. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, Joe. what are we talking about today?
0: All right, let's talk about the church. Yes. So we are continuing on with... Um, our series in the church, and last week we talked about spiritual disciplines,
1: abiding in Christ.
0: Yeah, and how we enjoy Christ through the disciplines of uh, the Bible. That's right, with the means of, or the, or the, um, sorry, the, the goal of enjoying Christ and mm-hmm. and growing in Him in godliness. Um, but I wanted to talk about something today, Luke, and bring it up with you and and blast you. Great with some passages of scripture Mm -hmm. all around the idea of what the church is as God's people, lovely as those who are set apart. Because um, this is an idea, I think, in our Australian Western culture Mm -hmm. that is in some ways lost because of our Christian heritage. Mm -hmm. And that is that the church and the world, as Jesus puts it in, in John 15, yep. are to be a stark contrast to one another. Mm. And uh, I don't say that I think this is lost because uh, there isn't a contrast, because mm-hmm. there certainly is, but there are certainly Christian values that are continuing on in our world today uh, because of the heritage that we come from. Yep. And so maybe we forget the significance of the Bible's teaching on the set-apartedness of God's people from the world.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nice.
0: Because of our cultural moment. So let me just kick off by reading some passages of scripture to you, and feel free to jump in and comment on them as we go through. But this is First Peter chapter one. Uh, this whole whole letter is really beautiful, but I'm just going to jump through a few things. Uh, Peter says this: Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect. Exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. In chapter 2 he says this, As you come to him, the living stone, Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, that's Christ. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then down in verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him, who called you out of the darkness into His marvelous light? Ooh, Lovely. Don't you love that? So, mm-hmm. so let's just talk. I just want to talk about this this passage for a little bit, and then uh, we can, we might jump to Ephesians as well. So Peter is writing to, we might broadly say, the church. Yep. Right. He he even names that he's spoke speaking to the elect exiles of the dispersion. So these are those um, that God has elected to be exiles, chosen but exiled. Yep. Now, he does, uh, I suppose, bring the scope for his letter into those who are in the dispersion, and then he names a, a list of places. But I think certainly for our application today, we can understand that Peter is talking to Christians, to the church. Yeah. And this, what he goes on to say, is is to and about the church of God. That we are, in fact, an, a people of elect exiles.
1: Yep. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. What does that mean? Okay, so when we talk about elect, we see chosen, those who have been set aside. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, I think what really plays into that actually is in verse 22, it says, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Yeah. So for someone who is elect is that in God's foreknowledge and uh, that whole idea of knowledge is a big idea of like Mm. being known by God for yourself as in that uh, not just known as in God knows about you, but God knows you intimately. Yeah. And so in that, he elects you to salvation.
0: Yeah. Which is...
1: (laughs) Which is very good, huge, yeah. Uh, and then so exiles, I mean, obviously, he's talking specifically to these exiles, um, in there, but also, um, um broadly to us being exiles in the culture that we live in today,
0: for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I suppose, even for the picture of, um, within the Jewish Christian world, right, when we think of exiles, we might jump to the exiles of the Old Testament mm-hmm. that were literally those uh, people of God that because of their idolatry and their rebellion against God were yep. taken into exile by literally other nations that came in, took over Israel and then carted them off mm. to be captives in a different nation. Yeah. And this is the title that Peter gives to you and I yeah. as Christians living in Australia. That we are chosen by God, but living in a place that's not our own. Yeah. Now, and and then he goes on with the the other verses that I read to point out that, uh, well, let's just look at, at some of the phrases that he uses um, to describe the church. He says that it's by the sanctifying work of the Spirit that we might be obedient to Christ and, and um, sprinkled with his blood. But then he calls us... Individuals, living stones yep. that are being built into a spiritual house and still in verse 5 of chapter 2, to be a holy priesthood that offers spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Mm. So, so we as individuals are living stones that are being built into a spiritual house and called a holy priesthood or are a holy priesthood. Mm. So, when we think about the context of this again, like um, Israel, God's yep. chosen people, were called to be a a priestly people mm-hmm. that identified and glorified God because of their set-apartedness mm-hmm. in the world.
1: Yeah, so they are, are called mm. to live in a specific way yeah. as representatives of God. So, if, if we look at the whole idea of being a priest... Yeah. Like a priest was someone who was who represented God to man, yep. and then also man to God. Mm. And so, for being people who are, to say, we're, we're chosen and elect and set aside, we mm. are set aside for that purposes of not just people who know God for ourselves, but we actually are supposed to represent God to the the community that we're exiled in.
0: Yeah, totally. So that gives really a beautiful picture of what the church is to be today. Yeah. And I suppose this is getting to the point where we want to get to today Mm -hmm. is how can we represent and glorify God in a culture that disregards him and hates him and doesn't want anything to do with him and his word Mm -hmm. unless we live apart from and set apart from the world. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Peter puts it... um, really clearly when he refers to God's own words in the Old Testament in verse 16 of chapter 1, and he says, uh, uh, verse 15, But as he who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. This is the challenge for you and I as Christians today. Yeah, He is holy. God is holy. He is beyond. He is transcendent. He is perfect. He is... Glorious, you also be holy in all your conduct. For since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Yeah. Holiness is is a set-apartedness. Mm-hmm. It is a distinction between who we are and who we once were. So can I ask you a
1: question before we get like practical with this? Mm. Is why do you think this is important for this day and age?
0: Well, let's go back. The the first reason is because God has called us to be. Yeah. So any day and age, it is significant. Yeah, good. Uh, The second reason, which we did mention, is um, if we want to share the love of Christ with our world, if we want to share the light of the gospel with our world, then we have to look and live different Mm -hmm. than the world around us. Yep. By definition, there has to be a contrast between the church and the world. In fact, this is what Jesus is referring to in in John chapter 15 that we recently went through as a church. When he says, he's, he's talking about the expectation of his disciples of the hatred of the world. And in verse 19, he says, If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you.
1: Yeah, so he actually links that up to the fact of going, you are of me. Yeah. And so, because the world hated me and what I stood for, yeah. they are um, they are now hating you. Yeah, something that we were talking about last night, and, um oh, sorry, uh, a while ago in our house church mm. was that idea of you are now connected to Christ. Mm. So it's like you're a conjoined twin. Now, don't yeah. read this analogy too far, but you're like a conjoined twin. So if just say if you and I are conjoined twins, right? Mm. If you pick a fight, yeah. I'm now in that fight. Sure. (laughs) Like, I don't know, but it's not like I can stand by and go like, "Yeah, go buddy. (laughs) Like I'm in that fight now. Yeah. In the same way is that just as the world has picked a fight with Christ Mm. and and then, or, you know, again, don't read this analogy too much. We now are in that fight. Sure. So just as, uh, the, the, just as Jesus has, um, been hated by the world because we are joined him. Yeah. Uh, the world hates us also.
0: Totally. And so this same application that Peter gives us, be holy as I am holy, we can we can paste that same phrase into Jesus' mouth. Yep. For he is holy, yep. so we are to be holy. So he must be. As he is set apart from the world, as, as the world hated him, mm. so we are to be set apart from the world. Uh, and the world will therefore hate us. Yeah. And in fact, he breaks that down in verse 19. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. Yeah. So, To answer your question, why should there be a contrast? Well, because if there isn't, then we're probably of the world. Yeah. And we're probably not of Christ. Yep. But because you are not of the world, and what's the reason for that? Because I chose you out of it. Mm. Because you're elect. Exiles. So can I ask you a
1: question that's possibly a pushback that people might have? Where does, like, us relating to the world come to this?
0: Sure. In terms of our... what, What do we do now? Is that what you're referring to? As
1: in we've got this gospel, we've got this great news that we want to take to this world that is, that is obviously opposed to a lot of what God mm, is about. Mm. How do we contextualize that in a way without losing it?
0: Sure. Well, so the, the go-to line is obviously the words that say we are in the world but not of the world. Yep. So I'm still a human being that lives and breathes and eats mm-hmm. Sunta for lunch often and mm. goes to the local plaza and, you know, part of this world I am privy to its cultures, its yep. routines, its values, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's not like we now d- dwell in heaven, mm-hmm. right? But we're in the world. Or
1: we'll create a compound.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, completely disconnect from every part of society because every part of society is bad. Yes. Yeah, that's not the conclusion. Um, rather, we are in the world and we recognize the good of our culture, and we can value that. There's Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, especially those good things that come out of Christian ethics and values. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then also we need to recognize that which is evil, Mm -hmm. that which is wrong, that which is leading people down uh, wicked paths.
1: Yeah, that's anti-gospel.
0: That's anti-gospel, yeah. And and those things we stand up against. We fight against and we Mm -hmm. stand for the good news in in those things we might get to some of them in a minute. Yeah. Now then coming to your next question how do we contextualize yeah. the good news according to our culture?
1: So first step you say we need to stand firm, we need to know that truth, we need to we need to know what the truth of God is and therefore be able to stand up for what is right and wrong. Yep. Okay so then now we're talking oh, and, that's uh, the truth of it? Yeah, sure. Yep. Then the love part of, I mean, that's still loving, isn't it? But then course, ha- yeah. how do you contextualize that love to somebody?
0: Well, I, do you want a specific example? Or <laughs> I just think... Uh, yeah, so broadly speaking... How, yeah. Yeah, so um, my my first almost pushback on this question is that the gospel is good news for all people at all times in all cultures at right. all ages. Yep. <laughs> so um, although there is value in contextualizing, yep. it's... Um, the gospel that saves, mm-hmm. not our presentation of it or our ability to contextualize it. Yeah. Um,
1: so I would say just... just
0: jump while, in, go while ahead. You, yeah. while
1: you, um, I would say you, you can't contextualize the truth, as in, you know, you can't... It's not like you water down the truth, you know. No. But it is learning to apply the gospel to the needs of our society. There you go. So you... So like, for example, a great example of this is you've got a friend who is suffering from a bad relational breakdown. Mm. And um, they are depressed because the partner was just everything they wanted and hoped for and all this kind of stuff. You can come in and go, well, Christ Mm. is the fulfillment of your longing to never be lonely again because he promises Mm. He's close to those who are mourning, and so you. What you're doing is you're not watering down the gospel; you are bringing in the the, the great tonic of the gospel to that need. Delicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Thank you, so. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not we're not changing the good news. We're simply applying the good news. Mm. That's why contextualization is is a it's a tough word, unhelpful <laughs> way to look at it in some ways. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah.
1: Many crimes to the gospel has occurred on the back of contextualization.
0: Certainly. Certainly there is a good intention behind it, mm-hmm. but um, we stand firm on the truth that is good yep. news yep. for all people at all time, at all ages, mm-hmm. uh, in all ages, sorry. And um, yeah, and then we imply the fruit of the gospel, the knowledge of God and the availability of God mm-hmm. because of his grace yep. to the varying needs and peoples that, and cultures that we're a part of.
1: Yep. So uh, before we get really practical in a second, and we'll do that after the break, really what what you're saying is, is to be effective in being this royal priesthood mm. is that you need to be fluent in understanding the gospel so you can apply the gospel and know the gospel. That's good. Let's go to a break.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Bulking for Babies. Ever been up all night rocking a baby to sleep, feeling the burn of a thousand suns in your shoulders, wishing that you had got those arms ready to carry what your belly has been for the last nine months? Well, bulking for babies is for you. Our training camps prepare you for all that comes after delivery. You'll learn to understand the pain of being woken up every 45 minutes as we set a screaming siren off throughout the night. You'll be forced to carry a sack of rice everywhere you go, including the bathroom, and you will be left alone in a dark room for long periods of time in the middle of the night attempting to flee insanity. Our advanced courses for later on in life will teach you the art of dodging tripping hazards in a pitch black room and complementing terrible artwork with such phrases as, Wow, that is very creative. Golly, I have never seen a rainbow that color before. Gee, you got that whole thing up your nose, bulking for babies. Get in touch today. All right, let's get practical yeah, let's with get this. Practical. So we as the church are called to be set apart. We're called to be of the world. Sorry. In the world. In the world, but not of the world. Yes. And the the um, Jesus' exhortation in that is that the, our expectation is that we would be hated just as he was. Just as he was different, so the world would hate us because we live different, because we value different because we pattern our lives differently Mm. and we stand up for different things. Yeah. True?
1: Yeah, and that's that's a hard word. Like, Mm. I understand that if you are reading John and you come across this, that is a a hard word to kind of get your head around. Mm. But uh, I think that we are seeing that more and more in our culture. It's easier for us to kind of understand this. Yeah. So it, it kind of leads us to this example going, okay, cool, I understand what you guys are saying, mm. but how do we then live set apart? Wh- what does that look like? If we're not supposed to just disappear into a compound, mm. how can I prepare myself to not get overly anxious every time someone disagrees or shares a thought or you know, I turn on the TV and there's stuff that is not what I believe? Mm. How do you live set apart?
0: Yeah, well, the first thing that we need to go to, which I hopefully is doesn't need to be said, but mm-hmm. is that we are to know and love God. Yeah. We are to abide in Him. Mm. And we are to therefore, as we talked about last episode, to live out spiritual disciplines that seek to know and love God.
1: Yeah. I think what's helpful is actually when in uh, John 15, before Mm. he leads up to this idea of going, you know, because you're connected to me, you're going to be hated by Mm. the world. He roots it all in the love of God. Yeah. And in fact, uh, you can go and look throughout all of the New Testament, mm. and it was sp- particularly in the epistles, whenever they are talking about the coming suffering mm. or the hardness of this world or whatever, they always give them peace um, and comfort them via the them knowing that they have been foreknown by God and mm. therefore they will always be known for God. Romans 8 is a big example of this. Yeah, huge. Romans 8 where it, it says, uh, "'For we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good.'" for those who were called according to his purposes. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And then he goes on that those he did these and this and this, and mm. you know, he, he lays out salvation for them. So what is he saying there? He's saying that if I foreknew I had good for you in the past, mm. I'm an unchanging God, so therefore I have good intentions for you now, and I've good intentions for you in the future. Mm. And he rests on the going, well, there's suffering, There's there's hard stuff to come, but don't worry. I've got good intentions for you through it all. Mm. And that brings absolute peace.
0: Yeah. So you're saying that our, therefore, our spiritual disciplines, right, or our desire to love God and know God and therefore live set apart for, for God yep. is predicated upon his love. Yeah. Upon his electing of us. Yeah. As him calling us out is the reason that we live out, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we live outside of the normal social constructs of Western life. Yep, absolutely.
1: It's for sure. It rest like, upon that.
0: Yeah. In fact, that's like the, the whole model of the New Testament. You just take the book of Ephesians as an example. Like the first three chapters are all about the glorious grace of God that he has abundantly poured out for us. Yeah, so true. And then chapter four opens with, it says, therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Yeah. Now that's confronting in itself, mm-hmm. but even just the pattern of that three chapters on God's grace for sinners who deny him, yep. who hate him, who are yep. running the other way. And then to start off the second half of the book, Paul goes, now, therefore, because of his grace, because of his love, yep. walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Big time. This is to live different yep. because you have been called different because mm-hmm. you have been called holy. You have been called set apart.
1: So really, before you go any further... In trying to stand up for what this world might mm. throw at you, or anything like that, yeah. the first thing you have to know and understand is that love of God. Yeah, you that, know that experiential love of God. Knowing that love, like not just it's like a distant, like oh yeah, God loves me from far away. Yeah, it's actually you no, know, I know this love of Christ, and I I dwell in this yeah. love of Christ, and I'm being changed by this love.
0: Absolutely. I think the worst thing, or the last thing that we would want out of off the back of this podcast or or a conversation around this topic, is that uh, you would go and have great Christian values and stand up for Christian truth, but not know Christ.
1: What a waste of your time!
0: Yeah, but but first and foremost, we need to know Jesus.
1: That's right. That's what judgment's based upon. You know, like in Matthew seven, where it talks about you know where we stand before Christ. It's not whether you're a good person, you did all those good things for Jesus, it's whether he knows you or not. Yeah. Christianity is very your relationship with Jesus is very subjective. In this, it's completely dependent upon Him, <laughs> yeah. and so it's not yeah. like you know if you're good enough, and there's some objective rule of like, oh yeah, you're good enough, therefore you can come in. No, no, no. It's it's actually it's so biased because yeah. he's like you're in or you're you know because like, I know you. Yeah. Thank God that He's good and loving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we can trust Him in that. Yeah. Amen. So it has to be built upon God's love. Yep. So so, so our first um, desire then, as people set apart, the royal priesthood is to know the ones of whom we are priests or for whom we are priests. I like that. But then from there, shouldn't we want to value what Christ values and, and to hate what he hates?
1: Yeah. Because of your love, mm. you therefore hate what he hates yeah. and love what he loves.
0: Yeah. I suppose a good example it's of natural. this is, yeah, totally is, uh, you know, a son and his father. Mm-hmm. The son loves his father who loves basketball.
1: Mm-hmm. Is this you just
0: hoping? No, no, no this is me um, naming, claiming. <laughs> <laughs> Blab and grab, baby. Blab and grab it. Is ch- Chances are... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that son is going to learn to love basketball as well mm-hmm. by the nature of proximity and because he loves his father yep. and wants to spend time with his father and guess what his father's doing. Mm. And and in the same way as we love Christ, so we begin to love what he loves and hate what he hates. Yep. And so we value the things that Jesus values. We value truthfulness and integrity and compassion yep. and humility. And life. And lowliness. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Mm. And, and then be willing to stand for those things. Mm. Do you want to get specific with some of that stuff, or?
1: Well, I think so. I think it's worth because uh, practical, you know, being practical in these things kind of helps. Sometimes we can be too broad. So I would say, like for example, as Christians, mm. we should stand opposed to things like abortion. Yeah. Because we value life. Now, I understand that abortion is a tough topic. You know that there there are some that talk about the fact of like, oh, is it worse for that child to live because their parents are in wretched positions, all that kind of stuff. Yes, I'm sure it is. But we we must all come from the position of going, life must exist, mm. and then we try and solve that issue outside of it. And so Christians should be at the forefront. We we can't just be the people going you know, like abortion is murder, abortion is murder, you know, those Mm. people shouting that, But then we Mm. must be the solution to that problem going, you know, we'll adopt that kid yeah, or we'll provide services or we'll try reform the way that we do our government legislations and all those kind of things to protect children and protect life, yeah, the beginning of life, but also I think at the end of life.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, with euthanasia being discussed at the moment and all those sorts of things, it's so important that we consider every human being whether they're in the womb or on the deathbed a image bearer of god Mm -hmm. for whom we have no right in taking life yeah that's right
1: now Mm. there's things that we can do to help support them and love them and care for them but the question shouldn't be wish it shouldn't be the answer of like let's take their life but rather going how can we help them Mm. at the end of their life yeah totally rather than end it
0: yeah or the start Yep. yeah yeah, totally. Uh, what about in so in our culture today, right? We, yep. I mentioned at the start, there are lingering side effects of Christian values. Yep. But um, just warning to everybody: if you weren't aware, we are quickly moving away from those. What? Very, very quickly moving away from those. And so, the contrast that we see in the church between the church and and our society at the moment is only going to get bigger if things continue on the track that they are. yeah. And another example of this is with the whole gender abate, debate. Yeah. Yeah. That um, men and, or men, women, boys and girls, male and female aren't the only genders anymore. Yeah. But uh, everything's fluid. Everything's moving. Everything's where you want it to be. And and now as Christians, we hold a value that God created them male and female Yep. as a, Extension of that, as it relates to marriage, we believe that marriage is for men and women. Yep. And, hey, that's... A man e-
1: to a woman, because, you know... Oh, sorry. It's for yeah. men and women, <laughs> yeah. all are welcome. No, it's a man to a woman to, or, yes, or a between woman between to a between man. a man and woman.
0: Yep. yep. Um, and that is a clear contrast between our world's values and ours. Yes, that's right. And that is only going to get more prevalent.
1: Yep, and more aggressive, seeing as where culture's going.
0: Totally. And you know what? We should expect that. Yeah, that's right. Jesus said if the world hated me, which it did, yep. then the world will hate you as well.
1: That's right. So, can I just say a word to the wise or the unwise maybe? <laughs> it's not your job to go and make the world hate you. No, no, no. And yeah. shout about it and, you know, go on to Facebook and and whatever and scream and shout people down for them doing the wrong things. That is unwise. Sometimes we bring things onto ourselves for um that, yeah, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying in your everyday Christian life, mm. with what comes in front of you, you stand up and you fight the good fight in that scenario. Totally. You don't go and grab your sword and try and find fights. No. That's unwise. Yeah, don't start unwise. Very true. Yep, we are to try and live peaceably.
0: Mm. Yeah, a peace with all people. Yep. So uh, as a result of this, um, something for all of us to consider, I think, is how our lives are being shaped. Because all of our lives are being shaped by something yep. at all times, right? And it's either being shaped by, let's say, uh, God's word and the Christian community yep, or our culture and Instagram mm. or uh, our cult- culture and the latest fashion trends or the latest billboards or the advertising on TV or the newsreel. Yeah, that's right. And so a good challenge for us is uh, are you being shaped by our king
1: mm-hmm.
0: or by our culture?
1: Mm.
0: And uh, that's tough. Yeah. In fact, I made the point on the weekend that if you look at the time of your life, you might spend, let's be generous, 15 minutes a morning in the word. Yep. And what, an hour at, at under a, in a sermon on the Sunday. It's a long sermon but pretty average for you. And... <laughs> What's that workout to be? Seven times fifteen. Yep. Yep. Plus an hour. Now you add that up with your calculator at home and um, carry the
1: one. Yeah. Sixteen. <laughs> hour sixteen.
0: Hour sixteen. Uh, and you contrast that to how much time you spend on Netflix or Instagram yeah. or whatever it is. Like, what what are you being? What are you consuming?
1: What's shaping you? What's shaping we, you? We everyone knows that the things you're viewing shapes your mind.
0: Yeah. That's not new.
1: It's not new information. No. And we need to be more decisive about it. Mm. In the same way, that you cannot be a decisively growing Christian without living and applying spiritual disciplines. Mm. Then, you know, if you are wanting to be of the world, yeah. then let it shape your mind by having those disciplines, which mm. is watching and viewing and and all of those things. Now, we're not saying that this is easy, are we? Like, no. It's not easy. No. But... I think it's weighing up the costs of going what is actually worth it in the
0: end. Yeah. And is the cost that Christ paid for you worth your life? Mm. As Paul says, therefore live according mm. to the call by which you've been called. Mm. It, it, it's based upon the call that you've been called. That's right. By which you've been called, sorry. Yeah. Upon the price that Christ has paid. Mm and upon the hope that we have been given in Jesus. Yeah, In fact, the, the letters to the Corinthians opens like this. It says, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, and called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. So in other words, to all Christians, to those uh, who are what? Those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, being made holy in Christ Jesus, and those who are called to be saints mm. with everyone else who proclaims the name of Christ. You, you and I are called saints, and that is a, for some of us, confronting, Yeah. for all of us confronting. <laughs> yep. And as a church, we are being sanctified in Christ Jesus as his holy people as those he has loved and those he has set his affection upon. Yeah. Now, do we want to make a quick comment about, so that the church has been called holy, to yeah. live holy, to be a royal priesthood, to be a holy temple, mm-hmm. a dwelling place for God by the Spirit, according to Ephesians 2. Um, Look, how do you relate the messiness of church to that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you, you relate to the fact that we're, that we are we are called these we are made royal because he makes us royal mm. we are made holy because he makes us royal, I mean holy, mm. but we are still humans in our sin, mm. and so that that equates to the fact that we will will always there will always be sin sin lingering until we are ultimately glorified.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so church is a messy place filled with messy people. Yep. But messy people that God has brought together. Yep. So that through the church, yep, the manifold wisdom of God might be put on display and made known to everybody. Yeah, And that, that is the beauty of, of what God has done in his people, taking a ragtag bunch of no names mm-hmm. and making them his own mm. to set apart and call holy for his glory.